This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast about growing up and being a grown up, about getting grounded and staying grounded. Join us, a mother and a daughter, two women talking about everything. Hey mom, what's up? Not much. I was just waiting for your call kind of schedule myself around that so we could record. Oh, I had to get that in. <laughs> that I was late today. Okay. Uh, it's okay. No, I I had a bad day. So yeah, I was just kind of. Oh, I'm sorry you had a bad day. It's all right. You know, they can't all be good. I guess that's true. It's so I true. Am, the reason I was late was because I was meeting with my district manager and I'm going to be taking on an additional role in my district. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's that's why I was late. So I'm so sorry, but this was kind of important. It's okay. Um, they did open a store near me, and I was like, "It's too bad Kate couldn't have got that one." Brand too bad. New, a brand new fancy one. They just built it. Like oh, I drove over there, I and I didn't I even know, know it was I'd, there. I don't know if I'd like a new one. Like that's so much pressure. You get so many visitors, and yeah, I mean that's that's a lot. It's kind of stressful. Yeah. I think you just want me to move back. <laughs> Danae and I were talking about that today that she said Kate would move back. And I'm like, yeah, I think in theory she would move back. But I think you're pretty much a city girl now. Yeah, I don't know. I really like I really like being surrounded by so much. Yes. I think it'd be, it'd be weird for me to go back to having to drive places and everything being spread out. I mean, even when I was just visiting L.A., I was just really reminded, like, it's so spread out. And San Francisco is so much, but packed together in just seven square miles. I mean, it's so convenient. Nothing is really that far away. Yeah, it's funny. The one thing I mentioned to Danae was that it might also spark your FOMO a little more because there's so much going on. Like, you feel like there's always something fun you could be doing besides whatever you're doing, no matter what it is. Yeah, that might also be true. I don't know. You don't ever express that to me. I just was, it was just a thought, a shot in the dark. I mean, I definitely get FOMO when my friends are doing something and I can't be with them because of work or I wasn't invited or something. That sounds so pessimistic. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Snapchat is the worst invention ever. (laughs) Well, that's funny because I feel like, yeah, social media has really just changed the landscape for everything. Like I was talking about, Uh, going to the Museum of Ice Cream in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, well, it's not a real museum. And then I I was online looking at just different pictures, trying to figure out what they actually have to do there. And someone was like, this is not a museum. And I just thought it was funny because, like, obviously people don't get, like, it's not a museum. It's an Instagram spot. Like, it's catering. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. It's catering to that the whole concept is you go and you take pictures, you have a little fun, you take pictures and you share And you, have, you get some ice cream. I mean, they have free ice cream. Yeah, totally. Well, it's not free. You buy a ticket. It's not free. Okay. True. Valid. You, you, it includes ice cream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, I, I get, I don't think you really get that. It's a, it's, I mean, maybe they shouldn't call it the museum of ice cream. Maybe they should call it something else, but I don't know what else you yeah. would use. I did hear that they do give some historical insight into ice cream I mean it's the same way that the color factory you know had plaques about the art that was there and like there is informational 
aspects to it, but that doesn't stay the sole focus. Like no one is right. there just taking pictures of the signs. <laughs> well, yeah, but the color Instagram. factory also doesn't call itself a museum. That's true. It's not the color museum. Exactly. There's another one coming up actually that Danae and I are probably going to go to called 29 rooms, mm-hmm. which I had never heard of until Danae mentioned it. So I'm stoked. Love those Instagram spots. Love finding my angles. Have you been to the Museum of Ice Cream? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I would go. I would totally go. Yeah, it's I mean, so I, I have mixed emotions about it. So because there's it's not that. A museum? No, not at all. I have mixed emotions because it looks like most of the stuff, I mean, there's a couple really cute photo spots, but most of it's pink, and that's just not me. So I felt like it's kind of overloaded on pink. I don't know that I want to go lay in a bunch of sprinkles. That sounds sticky to me, and I don't really like that idea, unless they're actually plastic sprinkles. Well, it looks like the sprinkles were covered with glass. Is that not the case? You can definitely lay in the sprinkles. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun to me. Although everyone that's there says that it's like the best part. Yeah. They must be plastic. They've got to be. <laughs> I don't know. They do sound sticky. Yeah, I don't But like I mean, when I think about ice cream, though, I'm like, well, I'm in, right? Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> ice yeah. cream, ice cream, ice cream. When you guys were growing up, it was always like, oh, you've had a bad day. Okay, let's go get ice cream. You've had a good day. Let's go get ice cream. The sun yeah. is out. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, Thanks. look, it's cold outside. Let's go get ice cream. <laughs> Baskin Robbins was right around the corner. Like, it was so close. Oh, I feel like it was always McDonald's drive-thru, or McDonald's even go in, and then you guys could play oh, at the play place. that's true. We did do that we, a lot. We did a lot, because that's affordable, too. Like, Yeah. But yeah. I was wondering, like, how that set you up mentally. Like, oh, it's a bad day? We can have ice cream. Oh, it's a good day? We can have ice cream. You know, just... See, now I've evolved to ice cream sundaes, because like, I need a baked good. I need, like, a brownie or a cookie in there. I see. I'm no longer just, like, a frivolous snack person. Pazuki is still my favorite. Yeah. It's a lot of people's favorite. It's the best. I don't know what BJ's puts in there, but it's, well, it's you know the, just your normal stuff. I don't know. I think it is normal stuff. It doesn't feel like it. Well, I think maybe you're just not used to cookies from scratch. I think you're used to <laughs> I guess that's okay, That is true however theirs is probably a frozen dough as well but it's just a different kind of frozen dough hmm. i don't know it's a lot to think about but so at disneyland when they used to have the barbecue place uh-huh. i can't remember what it was called something ranch or whatever yeah it was an all-you-can-eat barbecue i love barbecue went there and they had in one of the reviews because i always search reviews for food they had that they have like a bazooki. Um, uh-huh. And so I'm like, well, we got to go. I got I to gotta eat the barbecue. And they have this bazooki thing. So got that. Yeah. The bazooki was just, you know, it was okay. I mean, obviously, if you've, it was just not above standard. It was just a regular one. Uh-huh. Tasted good. I got sick that night. I Something in the food that we ate got me sick. And I was thought I was going to die and so like a lot of times when I think about bazookis that's what I have in my head that flavor of that particular one that's really unfortunate it was like a butterscotch or snickerdoodle or something I don't remember what they had but yeah it is really unfortunate it sounds like you need to go to BJ's and just wipe that memory from your head maybe maybe that's just an excuse for a bazooki 
Du, 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 du. I did get dad to start listening and he was like, I can't listen. This is what I have to deal with every day. In what way? <laughs> How does that even mean, dad? I don't know. He was just like, this is what I deal with all day. Why do I want to like sit and listen to it? It, it was like pulling teeth just to get him to listen to it anyways, because it gives him anxiety. Because he's worried we're going to talk about him. Because we do talk about him. We do talk about him. I don't know. that. I think he's accepted that. Well, maybe not. I don't know if he knows how much <laughs> we've talked about him. But he is also worried about like thing, things that we say that might people might come after us for. Or he's worried about trolls and just. Oh, good. Come after us. And haters. Yeah, do it. I'm so aggressive. I, I I would love a fight. Look, Kate, you're single. You you have to like hide a little bit of yourself that <laughs> so you know, you can attract the boys that might be listening. Oh, is that my goal? Oh, okay. Oh no, that's definitely not your goal. We know um, this, but I'm just saying. To, I I feel like mom, we should not just limit me to boys first of all. Second of all, um I think that if a man or woman can't handle my aggressive nature, then they are not the one for me. Right. I'm just not sure we should advertise it in the podcast. <laughs> like someone may, you may sound more aggressive than you really are. And so someone may not even be interested. It's a thought. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, you know, it's funny. I never, when we started doing the podcast, I never thought that this would be how I would meet my soulmate. Like that's not really how I imagined that going. So I guess that thought doesn't really occur to me. So I feel okay. like I would have met them in real life. It's a little more of a joke anyways. Now you're acting like me, taking everything so serious. So we were talking about the whole social media and Instagram with... Yeah, yeah. With the ice cream museum i almost said ice cream factory which i would be all in for that (laughs) (laughs) like how much are the tickets i'm there Uh, and that just brought to mind the whole idea of like selfies like people do you feel like people still hate on the whole idea of selfies or is it just uh certain generations i think older generations hate on the idea of selfies yes for sure still yeah I just don't understand. And like the whole idea of like, oh, we're, it's such a narcissistic generation. Da, 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 da. I mean, granted, there are narcissists out there, but there's narcissists whether we have selfies or not. Yeah. It just, it, I find it super frustrating that people get so bent out of shape about selfies and I don't know why. But like before there was selfie sticks and, and cell phones, like we would take cameras and try to get ourselves in the picture. You just didn't know until you developed the film if it was going to work yeah, out. Yeah, totally. I think that part of the reason that this like hatred of a selfie has evolved is because you see people do it over and over again until they get it right. So that kind of maybe comes across as narcissistic. Like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I definitely don't feel that. So I can't really imagine why somebody would, but I mean, what's more narcissistic, like taking a cute picture, taking a picture a couple of times until you get it right. Or hiring someone to come in and do a painting of yourself because that was what we used to do before cameras. So like, really, I feel like, that's worse. Like I want to pay somebody to come in so I can sit for hours just so you can paint my face. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, I just think the whole thing's kind of funny because... It is. Why would you assume that you're narcissistic if you want to have a picture of yourself with your friends or in, at, you're at a special spot and you're like, oh, this is pretty, I want to get a picture. Like, I, I don't Or think... you're just feeling yourself. You just... What's wrong with somebody, like, feeling confident? I think that part of it, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, but I know that I'm right, is there's some <laughs> misogyny into it because selfies really are... A female-centric thing, right? And I think wait. anything. Wait, I have to stop you right there. You said maybe this is me reading too much into it, but I know that I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are going to say that I'm reading too much into it, but I know that this is accurate. <laughs> That's a little That's better clarification. That's what I really meant. Yeah, um, I think. Well, and I think the problem is too. There are people who maybe post selfies in such a way that it is narcissistic like they want to get attention they want to present themselves in maybe a sexual way or maybe a beautiful way that's not necessarily quote-unquote real but the same point allows that in society we have people who are narcissistic with or without selfies that are going to present themselves in a manner that they choose and why can't they choose their image that they put out there i mean yeah it may not be how you are you may want to keep it real but i just don't know the whole idea of assuming the worst in someone who is into social media or taking selfies when it's it can be just a fun thing i mean what's wrong with that i don't you just keep yourself out of the picture like the olden days one person has to take it so the picture's always missing somebody or yeah i don't know I think that people just don't want women to feel confident and comfortable in their bodies. I feel like they look good. Well, I mean, there's definitely people who don't, who feel that way. But I also feel like it's just an easy way to say this whole group of people is so self-absorbed. Like that that time when there was the, the thing going around where they were criticizing all these kids at a football game, not watching the game. They were taking selfies. And then it came out that, like, there was a contest, and they wanted people to take selfies and post it with the hashtag. Do you, do you remember that? That was, like, a couple years no, ago. No, I didn't, I didn't see that. But that's at every event now. I mean, everybody says, like, True. post your picture, use the hashtag. That's everywhere. Yeah. Everything has a hashtag, hashtag for yeah. you to post your pictures on. I mean, that's just a fact of life now. And I feel like people are just, some people are resistant to that change or trend and this is how they fight it by they feel like if they say that someone's narcissistic then it'll make the trend die but that's not how it's going to work yeah well that definitely hasn't worked i i was trying to think of how because i was part of gen x like how they tried to separate gen x like and it's funny that a lot of people my age would forget that or maybe they don't but like that idea and are now doing it quote unquote towards millennials Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's mostly people older than myself. I feel like my age I group feel like kind it's of gets boomers. It. Yeah. So it just, but it's just pretty interesting. You know, there is that separation. There's always that separation between generations where they're like kind of looking down on their nose at the next generation, like finding all the yeah. faults with it. Why do we do that as a as a whole? Why do we have to find fault? That's just an evolving thing that maybe you don't necessarily understand. Your generation doesn't understand, but doesn't necessarily mean it's negative. I think, you know, I, I, I read this online actually once or something. Well, I don't actually remember all the details, but I, I, this stuck with me that 
the idea of it's it's because you're insecure like it's because the world is changing and evolving and we have as a younger generation different thought processes and at the end of the day we're kind of smarter and that makes them insecure and so they do these things like lashing out but I also remember a clip from uh, Louis C.K. I think that said like you know if it, it stands to reason that you want the world to be a better place for your children and your grandchildren right and if that's the case then you want them to be smarter right so then if they're feeling if they're making you feel dumb then that's how you know that things are going the right way the way that you want them to go but it's like people forget that that kind of piece of it you want your kids to be smarter than you you want them to have better tools and resources that's an interesting take like i don't feel like i'm seeking to make myself feel better by bashing another generation but at the same time I also i'm don't not think really your generation is the problem right but i'm also not bashing another generation so there's that yeah i mean it's my perspective isn't really i can't i can't go online without seeing an article about why millennials are stupid like it's it's infuriating they're just looking for reasons right but i do remember feeling like that was kind of how it was about gen xers like oh they're not going to amount to anything yeah i wonder if there's any of those articles still out there i'd have to do some research but Nothing has ever deleted off the internet, so I'm sure you could find some if you dug. Well, just so you know, when I was that age, we didn't have the internet. But I mean, there are his, there are things still that have made their way to the internet from the old uh, from the yeah, olden I, days. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what that was like. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that you don't like. Do I was thinking the other day, like some I was watching a show. And they had flip phones, and I was just like, how old is this show? And it was only from, like, 2011. I'm like, wow. It's amazing how fast we progressed. Yeah, I mean, I just, a flip phone seemed, like, way older than 2011 to me. That just seems like just a few years ago. That was, like, the very tail end, I think. They were probably a little outdated at that point, aren't they? They had to have been. They had to have been. I don't know. iPhone's been around for six years and so we had smartphones before that yeah but not I mean a lot of people still prefer a flip phone because they liked it small I guess that's true like there was that resistance to the bigger phone and now we can't get it big enough like uh, just carry yeah. an iPad in my pocket just kidding yeah <laughs> but yeah but so there's no. that do you I, I mean like when I was young I know you probably but like the whole we had our phone on the wall right by the garage door in the kitchen and so if we wanted to have a private conversation, we took that dangly, that spiral cord <laughs> and, went, and out went, the garage. went out into the garage and shut the door. And then like, if my mom came out there to do laundry or whatever, you're like, mom, I'm trying to have a conversation, <laughs> you know, uh, that I was mean, I our... remember that when I was in like, when I was like freshman year, I remember like being 14, having just moved to Woodland and taking the, I mean, it was cordless, but taking the house phone right, and going out your back by the pool mm-hmm. I remember going out back by the pool and talking to my friends from Vacaville about yeah. stuff and I remember like trying to track the phone down like it being in your rooms and stuff but even then that was cordless yeah I didn't right. really have a corded phone experience I think not when I was old enough to want to have secret conversations when you've never guess. not had a remote control on a television either yeah true like you never had a knob you had to turn no, I never did. <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. And an antenna you had Techn- to adjust. 
technology just about evolved so quickly. I don't know. I can remember when remote controls first came out. And, like, some people had them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, those are so cool. But they had a cable. They were attached to the TV. (laughs) So, like, you'd be laying on the couch, let's say, and you had your remote, which they weren't even really that long. And, like, someone would walk by and trip and yank the cord. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I I totally missed that. Yeah, that was when they first – it didn't last very long. They, they, They were pretty quick. I'm, like, I'm not even sure if we had one at our house, but they were pretty quick at going to um. Uh, cordless but Mm -hmm. yeah pretty funny funny we've come so far in such a short amount of time yeah and just think about even when we had flip phones right in order to have your music or whatever you had a separate device you had your iPod or your mp3 player oh so you had two things you had your phone you had your mp3 player and then when they combined them it was like oh yeah jeez crazy but I remember being resistant to an iPod at first. And then, like, I can remember, like, voice recorders, right? If you wanted to, like, make a, a memo for yourself or uh, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So just all these funny little things, which those are totally outdated. I know they still sell them, and I don't know what, what kind of job you would need to have to, like, have Reporter, that. maybe? Wouldn't they still know. use a f- smartphone? Because then you could save it to the know. cloud. I mean, it just seems like so much more secure than having a cassette tape, a little Maybe tiny Maybe a therapist? Tape. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to Google. Who would use this device? <laughs> Old people is the answer. Something brought Twilight to my head the other day, and I was like, oh, we should talk about that. Because I just remember you being so into the books and just like, I felt like it was okay, so let's controversial. Rewind. Okay, what? Whoa. For my image, I need to clarify. <laughs> I wasn't that <laughs> into the books. Okay. Like, it's not like it was a Harry Potter version too, to me. I, I was into the books and interested, probably partly because I was a lovesick teenager, but I wasn't that into the like let's just let's let's quantify i've read them each twice and that was it you um yeah i definitely would say you were into the love story and that's who it was written for teenage girls and i grew out of it (laughs) and i grew out of it it was kind of controversial because i guess because we were lds because of church just remember people were like it's so inappropriate do you remember that no, not at all. But then again, people thought I was just a sinning whore, so. Well, you were, but everyone else is too. We're all Did sinners. Did you just call me a whore? <laughs> no, well, not a whore, but I'm saying you were a sinner. Everyone's a sinner. Like, people are well, dumb. It's, like, so sure. dumb. I, I started speaking. that recording. <laughs> My mom called me a whore. That should be the name of this episode. Oh, goodness. My mom called me a whore. Therapy. Oh, um, I'm okay with being a whore. Well, I was pregnant at 16. I mean, who really has room to talk? Yeah, or at 15, true, true, true. no less. I was I was going to say that. I was going to correct you, but I felt like that was crossing the line. Nope. I always say 16, but she was born when I was 16. I actually got pregnant yeah. when I was 15. Yeah. So it's all a true story. I was just talking to somebody the other day that we were, we were t- kind of swapping, like, virginity stories. And... 
they said they lost their virginity at 15. And although I realized that you were kind of in the same boat there, I was like, it just sounded like when I heard it, it just sounded so young to me. No shade to anybody that did, but I was just like, wow, really? Like that seems so young. Like you're, I don't know. It just seems so young to me. It is young. I can't, I can't imagine that. I feel like. I don't know. At, a, at 15, I was so stupid. Yeah, but you also got to... making that much of a decision. I what? Uh, I don't know what I was going to say, but I, I'm just trying to think about it. I feel like most of my friends lost their journey around 15 or 16. That's wild to me. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why that's, I mean, I guess just because thinking about myself now I mean, I'm sure that I, I've grown even since I did lose my virginity, but uh, I mean, at 15, like I was, maybe I was just a slow developer or something, but I was nowhere near ready enough, emotionally ready or mature enough to make any kind of decision like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that's going to affect you as a parent? You know, I'm really glad you asked this question because I think about this a lot, actually. So, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into exactly how we were raised, but obviously I was raised religious. Becca was raised pretty religious. Danae was raised relatively religious. Uh, we, we were a religious family forever. And it was kind of refreshing almost to have that set of values to fall back on because like people would have conversations with their parents about sex and stuff and and then there was the question of like, okay, well, when is it going to happen? And a lot of my friends almost felt some kind of pressure at a certain age to have sex. And I never had that feeling. I mean, I was boy crazy and dated and did things that I maybe shouldn't have done per my religion. But even all that aside, I didn't ever feel like that kind of pressure to get to a certain point or to feel like at a certain point I should have already been there because of my religion. So it will be weird for me to raise my kids because at what point do I say like you're mature I feel like you're mature enough to make this decision or I don't feel like you're mature enough to make this decision but it's not my life and I have to let you do it like I have to let you make the choices you're going to make I can't be a controlling mom well I think that that's going to be a challenge for me well it is hard like even with you like being it's complicated when you're religious because like I could see what was happening which you will when you have daughters you'll you'll kind of know and that's why you can talk to them about sex and birth control and all of that but like mm -hmm. when you're religious like what do you say I don't want you to have sex I've tr I've raised you that you're going to not have sex till you're married mm-hmm but let's get you on birth control. Like, how do you, like, it, it, it kind of, it, it makes it really awkward or hard because you're almost contradicting yourself if you're like, well, I'm going to go put mm -hmm. you on birth control because I can see that this is probably going to happen. Yeah, you know, we, you and I actually never did that. I know we didn't do it because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't I know really how to breach that. that gap. Whereas if we weren't going to church, I would have taken you down and gotten you birth control. Yeah. No problem. Mm -hmm. So that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And I don't know. I mean, I always like to say that I'm still going to raise my kids religious because I, I still have faith in something. But I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm going to do as a mom when it comes to that point where I have children. I know for sure that I will not raise my sons any differently than my daughters, assuming that I have both. The expectations for both will be the same. That's well, a really common thing for families. On the right side, you'll have a husband to help you make those decisions. So I think you'll be fine. Ideally, yes, I will have a husband uh, or wife to help me make those decisions. Probably going to be a husband, though. Um, but I can't say with certainty that that will be the case. I mean, I could get pregnant any time. I don't know. Well, not really at any time. No, I'm totally on a fantastic birth control. But, I mean, crazier shit has happened. True. Anyways, back to Twilight. That was a nice, <laughs> that was a nice little detour. The, uh, the, the books were controversial in church because he was sneaking into her bedroom. And they were yeah. spending the night together even though they weren't having sex. And there were some people that thought that was just totally inappropriate for LDS people, girl, teenage girls, to be infatuated with that kind of relationship. And because she was an LDS author that, you know, I remember someone saying to me, I'm just disappointed that she would write something like that. So it's, it's just kind of, that part's kind of interesting. But I mean, I think young adult novels pretty much, I don't read a lot of them. I've read several, but I feel like they almost always have a love story. Harry Potter didn't really. I mean, Harry was a little too busy saving the world. Let's keep that in mind. Well, I mean, there was the risk of death at every turn. So, yes, who could fall in love? So much death. Yeah. How, <laughs> how could you find time? How could you find the time? Sometimes that leads people to love. I mean, and it worked. He fell in love. He did fall in love. He had his crush. But it was it was appropriate and not overdone because J.K. Rowling's a genius and doesn't, yeah, she's the best. Yeah. I love her forever. But I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on like how that, how how many like what series can you think of? So there's the Divergent series, which was awesome because she was pretty kick butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their relationship was really great to me too. Very very well written. Because I felt like it was very real. Like she, he didn't want her to do things. And at no point did she care. Ultimately, she was like, I'm going to do what I've got to do. And if this is going to end the relationship, then it's going to end the relationship. Like there was that real feeling of like, there was, there was tension because she was being who she needed to be. It wasn't like he just came to the point of just, I accept you for you and I'm going to support you. Like he was pissed. And I just thought that was really, really, I don't know, really well done. One of the best quotes about love I've ever read I think actually came from that series which is totally bizarre but I still remember it and it is uh okay well I'm now I'm gonna butcher it now that I'm on the spot but it was not verbatim because I'm probably gonna mess it up close to verbatim though is uh I don't just love him because there's no one else available to me like I have no choice and he doesn't just love me because he doesn't have a choice I choose him and he chooses me every day which I just felt like was that that's a really good especially for a young adult novel that's a really good thing to say about love it's you're absolutely choosing it yeah I feel like that's that's not the sort of love that's common in a young adult novel is what I'm trying to say usually they just make it sound so easy and simple and you're just in love and nothing is ever going to happen to tear you apart but in young adult novels there's also a lot of heartbreak too yeah, sometimes. that's true. 
but it's always heartbreak that ends up bettering you, which isn't always true. It's not. Sometimes heartbreak. I mean, <laughs> sometimes heartbreak's just heartbreak. Sometimes it just sucks. Well, no, it does suck. But I mean, in the end, you learn something. So I, I mean, guess the difference between I mean, learning something and bettering you. Like I feel like in young adult novels, heartbreak. The end of it is always. And then I realized that he was a tool, and I was just being a shadow of myself to make him happy. So really, this is. I'm just. I've I've learned that I'm a prize. I don't even know, but like. <laughs> It, but sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's like, no, we were both good for each other and this could have worked out and it didn't for whatever reason. Sometimes it's a totally stupid reason. Like you're, you've got to move or and that can cause you a serious amount of heartache and then you're not really a better person for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to think about. Can't really write books about it though. It's not going to sell. <laughs> A little too real life real life yeah I was just what you when you were talking it reminded me there was a book that I read gosh I'm killing myself because I didn't plan on talking about this but you sparked a memory <laughs> and now I can't think of what it's called but it was I think it was a Judy Bloom book and it was just like all about this teenage girl having sex with this boyfriend do you know what book I'm talking about forever dealing with t- 1975 novel dealing with teenage sexuality. So, okay. So Judy Bloom wrote this book and it was dealing with teenage sexuality. I can remember reading it mm-hmm. and my sister. Getting what, what, what's it called again? Forever. Oh, okay. Getting very upset and telling my mom, she is not old enough to read. This is probably why I was pregnant at 15. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> she is not old enough to read this. La, 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 la. How old were you? Do you remember? Well, it was before I had sex, so I was pretty young. 12, 13? I would say 13, 14, but I don't know. Mm. I mean, it came out in 1975, so. Um, it says, because of the novel's content has been frequent target of censorship. Uh, yeah, it's pretty graphic sex-wise. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl's a senior in high school, and she has a relationship with a boy that's older. And spoiler alert, they don't end up together. I think that's, I think she tried to do a realistic story about teens having sex, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else who's read it. I've never talked to anybody about it. Like, I don't, my, obviously my sister and I didn't have a conversation about it after I read it, but surprisingly graphic. Like, I'm just looking at this, the Wikipedia page actually says he has a nickname for his penis. Um, <laughs> huh. oh, that's just totally funny. Yeah, that's not. I feel like that's not a typical Judy Bloom book either. Oh no, because I read a lot of her books. I was I read all the time, so like it was just one a book. I don't even remember how I came across it, but I'm like, oh, it's a Judy Bloom book, and then I was like, whoa, this is really graphic. But it's a young adult novel. Maybe I should check it out. Yeah, you should. We could talk about it. become such a popular I think because of Twilight and how she became so big I feel like it has really become a pursuit of a lot of authors to kind of get and now because they make movies out of a lot more of them than they used to um I feel like we are taking credit away from somebody who really needs it right now by uh heralding um Twilight as this young adult thing when 
the literal creator of the young adult genre was J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter. Because when she wrote Harry Potter, the options were adult novel or children's book. Oh, and I see. They told her repeatedly, you're not going to make any money because children. this is technically a children's book and children's books don't make any money. She created the genre of the young adult novel. Well, I, I wasn't trying to herald... Um... Stephanie Meyer, Meyer, <laughs> Meyer. I just know that when, because she was after Harry Potter, like because of those two right in a row, like everybody just kind of started young adult, young adult. Oh, I want to write young adult. I want, yeah. I, you know, adults were just obsessed with young adult stories and wanting to um, critique them on a level that they would critique an adult book, but it's like it's not it's not about you it doesn't work like that yeah right yeah so it's kind of funny but the thing the funny thing is is those that's like totally like when those are made into movies that's totally the category of movie that your dad loves <laughs> yeah that's so funny yeah it's very true like i would say not i would say anything that's marketed towards a teenage girl Teenage boy, he he likes. What's his favorite movie, Mom? <laughs> well, I think it's it's close. To, there's uh, besides westerns, I would say it's either Twilight or uh, shoot, what's the other one? Oh, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you gotta share the story about. The vampire? Yeah. Oh, he might be embarrassed if I said so. We go to see, I think it was the third one, right? One of the (laughs) I I wasn't there. I don't know. Oh, it was one of the, he loves Twilight. So the beginning of the story with Twilight is the DVD came out. He didn't see it in theaters. And he's like, oh, let's watch Twilight. So, you know, one, one of you guys wanted to watch it. So we put Twilight in the DVD. And of course, he falls asleep. As always, yeah. So, the, like the next day, oh, let, let's put in that vampire movie. I want to watch that vampire movie. I mean, <laughs> and he's like, I really liked it. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I really liked it. Let's watch that vampire movie. Let, let me finish it. So, I mean, this went on like three times probably. <laughs> so then he really started liking them and wanted to go watch them in the theaters. And so we go regularly to see them in the theaters, like when they first come out. And one of them were there. And he's like one of maybe two men in the theater. And the rest is all girls. And this is like, like I said, after the movies have evolved. And it's like towards the end. Mm-hmm. And when we're leaving with the crowd of people, he and I get separated. And some woman <laughs> is walking next to him and like puts her hand on him. And it's like, oh, one of the few men or a, a man came to see this or something about a man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I can't leave you anywhere. And then... He catches up to me, and then she keeps walking, and he says to her, it's because I'm part vampire. <laughs> but he doesn't just say it. He says it super loud. Yeah, he, he like, like yells, yells it down the, the hallway. It's because I'm part vampire. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that story so much. <laughs> well, oh, he loves so vampires funny. because of Twilight. Oh, it's so, so much. funny. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I mean if I went downstairs right now I was like you know I feel like watching Twilight he'd be so happy yeah it's, 
<laughs> he talks about Twilight all the time. It cracks me up. It cracks me up. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. He he thinks they're great. I mean, that totally. I it's just like it's like a release for him. Like obviously he likes it. You don't have to think. You can just watch and probably fall asleep watch and fall asleep well he'll fall asleep even to something totally deep but like it doesn't matter <laughs> but just like after working I think it's just total relaxation like yeah and the other thing is I think there's that idea of teenage angst and teenage love that appeals to him on some level because he had a hard time in high school maybe now we're getting real deep with it. <laughs> well I mean because he can't he can't watch teenage angst he covers his face it's so uncomfortable for him and it just brings back so many memories for him Hmm. of being awkward or whatever. He wasn't awkward. He was such a cool kid. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not accurate? Um, I think junior and senior year he was, but prior to that, he was awkward. Uh, But even when he was cool and handsome, he still felt socially awkward. That's funny. So... I mean, he could tell you stories, but yeah, he's, he's a funny guy, but the, like if I, if we go to the movie theater and they have previews for a, a, a movie that's meant for a teenage girl, he's like, I want to go see that. <laughs> 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 uh, it's just oh, like, it's so without funny. fail. He loves it. But then it's hard for him to see stuff like that in the theater. Cause he does want to cover his face. If anything awkward happens, he's just like, uh-huh. I, I can't look. Oh, that's so, you know, that's funny. You're, you're making me remember, like, I can remember actually watching with his dad. Well, something's going on on the camera and he's like laughing, but awkwardly laughing. And he'll like bury his head, like in my arm, like, oh, I can't watch. I can't, like, I can picture him doing it so clearly now that you're saying that. And that's funny because I, I forgot that he does that. At home, he'll flip his shirt over his head and he'll be like, is it yeah. done? Oh is it God. done? I, I can picture it. But he's like laughing while he does it. So it never seems all that serious to me. Oh yeah, he but, can't. It just oh, that's so much. So funny! Wow. <laughs> he only even He's get so up funny. if it's really bad. He'll get up and leave the room, and then just try and come back when it's over. Oh, that's hilarious! I wish I could think of of movies where that has happened. There was something we were just watching recently, and he's just like, "I can't watch." And it was kind yeah, of his I, face. I I mean, I I can think of him doing that several times with me, but yeah, I can't think of the movies. That's so funny. Yeah, well, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, me too. Do you think that uh, young adult novels are worse for girls than fairy tales or rom-coms? Or women forming their... Oh, jeez. I think like anything, it just depends. Yeah. Because it could be a tool that's used for empowerment or that's used to dumb you down. I mean, I've seen some bad rom-coms. I've seen some real bad rom-coms. Yeah, but I think, too, uh, it's just the perspective of the person, right? Like, some people can watch that stuff and don't think... Like, you were even talking about how you... um, Totally internalize everything that I see? Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's totally affected me. (laughs) But some people don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I was looking for a fairy tale at, on any level. So what's wrong with me, Mom? And then some people <laughs> are like, fairy tales ruined me. I need a Prince Charming. And I, don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe I've just know. always been like a realist, had that realist mindset. 
or maybe I didn't always have it. Maybe after I got pregnant at 16 and the guy was not such a great guy that I learned. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I definitely don't know. I don't think that one is necessarily worse than the other. I don't think that either are inherently evil. I think it just depends on the audience and how it's received. And just with this influx of young women, young adult, you know, being really popular. I think it's definitely the dynamic has changed because you have more strong women, like with Hunger Games and even Harry yeah. Potter, Hermione and uh, Jenny, Luna Lovegood. Yeah, and I could go you know, on, but you have the diversity. <laughs> So my point is, like, so it is changing that dynamic of girls who don't need saving necessarily. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, there's, you know, there's that tweet that's kind of viral right now or was viral about how, you know, we're watching the younger generation. What's the generation after me called? Generation Z? I don't know. I'm not up on these these yeah, I don't terms you millennials <laughs> I don't know. The one after me, um, they are, you know, Gen doing y. a lot to I think fight it's political y. corruption and stuff. Sure, Gen Y, whatever it is. Um, but they, they're making sure their voices are heard right now in a lot of different ways. And uh, I, there was that tweet that kind of said, you know, why are we surprised about this? They were raised on Hunger Games and Divergent and whatever, and we're acting like we're surprised that they all grew up to be Katniss. And I just thought that was really, really great. True. So it obviously is. they are a good thing. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think anytime you're able to show women in a different way than like the standard princess that needs rescuing is good. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grown Up and Grounded. As always, we want to give a shout out to Dave Depper for the music we use in our episodes. This song is called Can Can 2 and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check Dave out at davedepper.com. Were you, were you mad at me when we were texting earlier? Because it seemed like it. I, I knew you thought that. <laughs> I was kind of like... Uh, I'm just going to let her think I'm mad. I was, I mean, I was frustrated, but I wasn't mad, but I knew you would think I was mad. I just didn't. I was, I, I was purposely, totally, <laughs> I was totally like frantic because I was like, my mom's pissed. <laughs> I even typed out like, LOL. And I'm like, what's well, not LOL. Damn it. I'm taking that off. <laughs> but I was going to put the LOL just to soften the blow for you. But I was like, but I don't feel LOL. <laughs> so I took it off.